Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. Uh, I'm really excited this week as the topic is revolutionary. You're going to really enjoy it. Uh, Before we get started, if you are watching, I would appreciate if you could subscribe, give us a like, um, and give us a follow. Give us some commentary on this episode as we're going through it. So this week, I am joined by Alex Bainbridge. I think I pronounced that correctly. Is that right? Yep. Fantastic. A good start to the show. Um, Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on. Well, hello to you all. And I'm looking forward to to talking to you about autonomous vehicles, because to me, this will be one of the biggest changes that will happen to cities and therefore to hotels over the next five to 10 years. So there's a lot to talk about in how consumers will get to your hotel how they will get from your hotel out to where they're going, if it's a business trip or whether or not it's a leisure trip, such as a day out or a night out. So lots to talk about, and I'm very much looking forward to having this conversation. Yeah, look, and I guess to start off with, um, I want to let everybody know that I, we had spoken, uh, I think it was almost a month ago, um, about doing this episode and about the different topics that we would cover. Um, Alex, what I'd love you to do is to introduce yourself, let everybody know uh, who you are, where you're from, and kind of how you fit into the, the hotel travel tech space. Yeah, so my first, first thing to say is I've got a confession, which is I'm a techie. So I did start with a degree in computing, which a lot of, uh, you know, which is a good place to start. And then my, my first sort of hotel job was um, I led web for a hotel distribution startup in 2000 that was founded by Hilton, Accor and Lemudian. And that was looking at solving uh, business travel bookings for independent businesses. Um, and and, and I'm, f- I'm afraid that kind of failed after 9-11, which is, you know, where a lot of hotel budgets were cut. Um, and since then, I've really been working in local tour operating, uh, mainly sort of buses and sort of minibuses and working in things that people do when they're in a destination. And that got me to working after selling a, a previous business a few years ago to thinking, well, what's going to come next? What, what as a travel entrepreneur can I build next? And, and the, the, the obvious thing was the biggest change that's going to come to the tourism sector, and that is autonomous vehicles. So that's how I sort of a long circular route, including going through, you know, 18 months, 24 months of working directly hands on in the hotel industry, but much more recently in, in sort of local tours and activities. Yeah. Yeah. And look, what, I guess the reason why I've got you on the show is that it's, it's so obvious that you're so passionate about technology. You're so passionate about travel and, and solving different problems. And, and even before we started recording our pre-chat, you're just, you're just full of all these hundreds of different ideas and concepts, which I think is going to be invaluable for our, for our audience today. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to get into to our topic. Um, now, the episode today or the topic that I really thought would be valuable for everyone was talking about 
technology of the future and how it's going to impact hotels. Now, I know that it's incredibly broad, um, the topic, but today we're really going to hone down on what things uh, hoteliers, short-term rental owners, anyone that's in accommodation, or you could be in travel, and uh, and how this technology is going to impact you. Um, Alex, you were talking before about um, sort of the progression of technology and the different changes and that we're kind of almost at the precipice of a big change happening right now. Can you kind of elaborate on that and tell us um, that journey and that story? Yeah, so if you think back to the last 20 years, and that's that's pretty much as far back as you want to go in, to, in terms of digital, uh, digital trading, which we are all doing now. So in 1995, 2000, we all started with the web and that enabled e-commerce, it enabled online bookings, and that was a massive change at, of its time. Uh, and then sort of the two other big changes that have happened in the last uh, 20 years have been mobile, which really started with the launch of the iPhone in about 2007. And that changed how you uh, take last minute bookings because people might want to book on their phone. It, it's enabled you to uh, service a customer with using their own people using their own smartphone rather than you having to uh, get people to communicate on, and commun uh, via via television or whatever that might be in a room. Um, and the, sort of the third big change that's happened over the last 20 years has been social, which for hotels has meant reviews. Um, so these three fundamental shifts have been are now sort of the, the bedrock of what makes travel e-commerce. But all of the all of those three have now happened, you know, over 10 years ago. So no one really remembers that. I mean, many people with grey hair like me, you know, we remember that now, but we don't really remember the impact of those at the time. Because uh, for the last 10 years, we've all just been collectively optimising that rather than rather than bringing out new things. So autonomous vehicles will be here. Um, they're here in uh, the US, EU, uh, China and other places in Asia like Japan, South Korea. Um, and you should probably expect that by 2027, the majority of major US and EU cities will have autonomous vehicles and they will be uh, operating services for tourists business travelers uh, starting and ending at hotels. So we've probably got another two, three years before they really kick in. But if you're in Las Vegas or San Francisco or Miami or Dubai, it, this is a current problem, not, not some kind of future sort of theoretical problem. Uh, this yeah, is a current problem in, in, those sort of, in those locations. Yeah, interesting enough, I'm actually heading over to Miami for a conference and then I'm heading out to Las Vegas for the VRMA. So um, those are two two big conferences. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, before we kind of get into sort of how we're going to start to use that technology, um, autonomous vehicles now, when, when is it going to happen? Uh, I know that uh, Musk has been working on this problem for a long time in terms of self-driving cars and that sort of thing. Um, and then you've got the, 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 the cars that will be like the robot taxis and you've got autonomous vehicles, which will be private and this sort of thing. But like in reality, you said in the next couple of years, but I feel that Musk promised this many, many, many years ago and it still hasn't happened. What's the, what's the reality? Uh, you're you're totally right. I mean, this this entire uh, industry is uh, beset with um, people making uh, statements that they didn't quite haven't quite come to fruition. Yeah. That, is, that yeah. is totally fair. Uh, but the important point actually to remember here 
is that what Musk is talking about is something completely different to what Google with Waymo or Cruise, which is General Motors or anyone else is talking about. So Musk is talking about personally owned autonomous vehicles, which most people in the other half of the autonomous industry don't expect to happen until 2030, 2035. What I'm talking about today is uh, what, what I would refer to as a commercially owned and operated autonomous vehicle, i.e. essentially owned a little bit like uh, sort of, you know, so you might have 2,000, 3,000 of them in a city owned by one entity. And those, because they're commercially owned, they can be operated today over the next few years. And we don't have to wait until the prices of the vehicle comes down, which is what Musk is trying to do by 2030, 2035. So that's super important question you just asked, because when you look at all the press, you have to understand what exactly am I reading press about? Am I reading press about the commercially owned autonomous vehicles or the personally owned autonomous vehicles, which is what Tesla are working on? And the reason why Tesla is finding it so hard to deliver, well, there's a number of issues, but the key one is they've got to get the hardware price down to such a low level in order to put that hardware into personally owned vehicles. Whereas the commercial hardware, if it costs $100,000, $50,000 extra on a, on a, on a robo-taxi, that's not quite so bad. And as long as, you've got a, as long as you've got a commercial business model, you can make it run. So two, two kind of completely different technology streams uh, and you know, very interesting. I mean, personally owned autonomous vehicles will be massive for hotels, but commercially owned autonomous vehicles is what we've got for the next 10 years. Yeah, beautiful. And so, as you said, they've already been rolled out by the big tech companies um, in, in different cities. And I assume that a lot of them are sort of uh, between trial and full rollout and, and uh, it's just going to get bigger and faster. And as you're saying, that real impact is going to be felt in the next two to three years. Yeah, there's about uh, 16 cities globally today. And I'm, I'm talking in the middle of 2022. Uh, where you as a consumer can use an autonomous vehicle, you can, you can hail it. And uh, a hailable autonomous vehicle is called a robo-taxi. Um, so there's about five cities in the US, um, there's nine in China, one in South Korea, and in the, in the remainder of 2022, I expect to see the first city in the EU and the first city in the Middle East. So a kind of a combination of locations all by different companies. So there's no individual company that's kind of got a domination on this yet. Uh, the Chinese companies are doing things that are quite different to what the US companies are doing. Um, so yeah, it's a, so 16, 16 cities. Um, and, you know, in the next four or five years, it, you should expect that to go to 100, 200 cities, maybe.
Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I mean, I'm a techie, so I need more feedback because uh, you know people like me, we don't really, we're, we're very introverted, so we need more people to tell us to do things correctly than others because we don't we don't engage properly. Um, so you know, I mean, the key thing here with this is this is a new, completely new product, and it's it's not just a new product, but it's a new industry. It's, it's a whole new way of coming at problems, and. At the moment, the companies who are leading this technology are the automotive industry and also people like Google and Amazon and uh, some of the mobile phone makers um, in China. Um, you know, none of these companies are coming from a hospitality perspective. Uh, so they're all coming from this kind of technical position of how do I use this technology to dominate the automotive industry and the changes that the automotive industry has got to go through. But it turns out, I mean, the hospitality industry we all think of as being a massive industry, but when you compare it to the automotive industry, we're, we're not really that big. Um, so we, we've, we're in danger of being squashed here. Um, and that, that's where it gets, uh, you know, that's, that's the reason why I need help, because I need to understand exactly what do hoteliers want to do with this technology? You know, what's more important? Is it more important that, uh, you know, you can give a branded experience and the guests can go out for an evening. They can go from the hotel to a restaurant, to the theater, uh, back to the hotel. I mean, is that what hoteliers want out of autonomous vehicles? Or do you want uh, sort of, you know, do you actually want to have vehicles yourself in your own brand? I mean, companies like Accor, Sofitel, uh, they, they're going down the route of having branded vehicles just like many hotels have got branded bicycles today uh you know so you can you can take this in any different direction but all of these projects take three four five years of tech to build so unless we unless we get ourselves in position to do that now but when all these autonomous vehicles are coming in in 2025 2027 it would be too late for the hotel industry to turn around and say well actually this is how we want to use the technology and we'll be like, well, sorry, Amazon's built it like this now. And you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we do need involvement from everyone on a global basis uh, because this technology, it won't just be used for autonomous vehicles. Uh, it will also then be made much broader. So it will be taken out to, for example, cities and, and locations that will never have autonomous vehicles for 20 years. So if, if you're a resort hotel in the Caribbean, chances are you probably won't have autonomous vehicles for a while. Uh, but you could, but the, the guests' expectation will be, if they're an American guest, they'll be like, I'm, I'm so used to using autonomous vehicles in my daily life in America, and now I'm in a luxury resort hotel in the Caribbean, and you're like, but I'm not getting any of the level of service that I'm getting from, I'm getting, I get from US hotels. So we then got the issue of guest expectations shifting. So we have to have a compat we have to have a service that we can take globally, regardless of whether or not that particular location can support autonomous vehicles or not. So this is this is a really important conversation because if we don't get this right, what will happen is Google, which is one of the big players in autonomous vehicles, they will be right at the top of their funnel for marketing, and the consumer will start at Google. They will book the hotel on Google. They will pick the Google will pick the customer up from the airport and take them to your hotel. 
you, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll have the guest in your hotel, which is great. Um, but then Google will pick up the guest again from your hotel to take them for a night out. And so the, the entire experience to, in the guest's eyes will be a Google experience rather than, rather than you as a hotel experience that you might want to present. So, you know, that, if that's it, you know, in the end, you still get the hotel booking. So maybe, maybe, maybe this isn't such a major threat. It's certainly a threat to the tour operators because the tour operators have got, you know, this is a, a Google product that replaces what the tour operator does. But from a hotel's perspective, you still get the, you still get the, um, you still get the hotel booking, but now you've lost quite a lot of influence over that guest. So you've lost the kind of the ability to uh, present your brand to them in a, in a complete way. You've lost any of that kind of interaction between your brand and the city because now Google's taken over all of that. If that if that's how you want to go, that's great. If you think that's a bad idea, then you need to get on the field of play and start shooting people like me some information and feedback and saying, "Hey, this is what we want to do with this stuff because this is great technology, but you know, this is this is our big guest uh, guest issues that we need to address." And 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 then let us technologists. Uh, work on that for 24 months and, and we'll, we'll all be in a much better position come 2025, which is when we are all going to need this technology in our, in our, in our cities. Yes, yeah, so, so fascinating. So look, you've done such a great job of summarizing it and half of that stuff was just liquid gold that, that you were saying. And it's about extending that guest experience beyond the hotel, right? And beyond the the um, the, the short-term rental so that they've got a more cohesive experience. So things that uh, you could use this technology for. Now, um, I, I'm going to ask you a question I'll come back to around, you know, why can't you just do this in Uber right now? But that's, that's another, we'll come back to that. But what I'm really interested in is when we think about extending that guest experience. So one thing that you talked about was branding. Now for branding, that makes complete sense. So if you're going to a particular brand, it's going to feel way better if you get into a, um, a kind of a, an autonomous vehicle, which has got that branding, which has got the same guest experience, the same smells, the same, uh, uh, you know, the same uh, glass of wine when you get in there or, you know, that, that you can have a much more congruent guest experience, especially if you're looking at the higher end of the market that really have high expectations. Uh, and then you can push that all the way through. So you've got that that part. But there are other opportunities as well where um, you can curate experiences for your guests to make it a better stay and to have it on brand as well. So you really understand your consumer. You understand that a family of four has a different set of needs than than a couple that's going there for their honeymoon. Um, and then you kind of curate that experience, you offer it, and they don't have to do that labor. It's kind of like the, the concierge, right? Like, so you're kind of becoming that concierge. What kind of experiences should hotels be thinking about just at a, at a baseline let's not go too deep like just at a baseline what could they be offering that would uh make the experience better for a guest yeah so so i think there's kind of three main ones that you can think about today um so the first is particularly important for urban hotels that are near airports and that is the kind of classical airport transfer however a sort of a the airport transfers that I'm interested in are what I would call the reverse airport transfer, which, which is when you leave from the airport, uh, from the hotel and you go back to the airport, perhaps doing a little bit of shopping and have a restaurant meal on the way. So we've got airport transfers is a, is a core thing that you can think about that can be delivered by robo taxis. But the two that you'll probably spend most of your time thinking about 
are days out if you're a resort hotel and nights out if you're an urban hotel. So a day out might be that you leave your hotel at 10 o'clock in the morning, you want to spend a couple of hours on the beach, um, you might have a restaurant meal at lunch, uh, you might go to a museum in the afternoon and you want to get back to your hotel at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock to get yourself prepared for the evening. Um, so day, days out are, you know, these aren't people taking tours because that's not the right word for this. This is just people who, with the support of an autonomous vehicle, can have an exploration of the, of the location and be sure that they're going to get back to the hotel at, you know, at the right time because, they, because of all the timings are being checked all the time by, by the technology platforms. Um, nights out are also suitable for locals and also business travelers. And an example of a night out might be hotel to restaurant to an event like theater or gig, music gig. Uh, you might go to a late night bar or you might not. And then you go back to the hotel. And the, and the big thing there with nights out is again on trust. Is the consumer going to have the confidence to take this service and return back to their hotel at half past 11 at night or later. Um, and that is something that the, the technology platforms have to deliver that trust. And that's you know something that you may not uh, get from, for example, an Uber today, because you'll be like, oh, I've gone, you know, 15 miles away from the hotel and you, you know, you, you ping to Uber at midnight and you're, they're like, oh, there's no cars. You're like, oh, that's not good. Uh, because now you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you're thinking, how on earth do I get back to my hotel? One of the things with autonomous vehicles is because they're robotic, they're much more predictable. So we should be able to pre-book them and ensure that they're going to, because we know where you are and we know where you've got to get to. Um, you know, we should be able to get you back to the, you know, get you back to your hotel. And that is the entire brand promise that, you know, trust that you are, if you're taking a night out that's being coordinated by a robo-taxi platform, that you are going to be able to get back to your hotel at the right time when you want to. So and, yes, and the other thing with, with, with robot taxis, they don't necessarily, they can, they can wait. You don't have to pay them, right, to, 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 to hang around or they can do other jobs at the same time. But also, I guess, from the, that you do have that ability to do your own branding, right, and, and have a fleet of, of drivers, so to speak, but without having to have that manual labor uh, involved. Yeah, so uh, the scale of these uh, platforms is quite large. So, for example, Cruise, uh, which is General Motors, have said in Dubai that they will have uh, 4,000 robo-taxis in Dubai by 2030. So that, that means that, you know, and their brand promise is that when you, you know, you, you call for a robo-taxi, it should be there within five minutes. That's, that's how it, you know, that is their, pro that's their entire promise. Um, so you will have in urban locations, you will have these fleets of robo taxis that are not owned and operated by hotels. They're just publicly available. Um, you can think of them as infrastructure really rather than, uh, you know, in the same way as a train is infrastructure or bus is infrastructure. You can think of a robo taxi as infrastructure. And then you have a second kind of vehicle, which is what Accor Sofitel is going down the path of, which is to have vehicles that are actually designed and branded as the hotels themselves. And especially for the higher end hotels, the, that 
ability to have those vehicles on demand for the guests, um, I think will be quite an interesting differentiation, especially at the luxury end of the market. But even if even today um, in mid-range hotels, you will find hotels that have got 20 or 30 bikes that are available for, for, for guest use. Well, that's not that different conceptually to having, you know, five or 10 autonomous vehicles that will be available for guest use, you know. Uh, uh, and they don't necessarily have to be parked just outside. You just, you know, the concierge will just zap one and and, and it will it will come around yeah. just at the right where, time. Where would you like to go to? So yeah. kind of, uh, it's, it's almost like a, the ride sharing, but without the ride sharing part, right? Where you've just got something which is a lot more reliable. You don't have that human element. Um, you can have your own branded cars and then you can build on that as you see fit. So, you know, if you want to build in experiences, if it's, uh, you know, the day tours, the night tours and, and anything in between, right? Like depending on who your customer avatar is and your audience is, um, I can imagine as well, like the, the, the brands that have really great loyalty programs, um, using those loyalty points to get yourself around and, and just f that, that, that experience and that feeling. And I think that, as you said, I think those first few years are going to be about the novelty, but once yep. the novelty wears out that real practicality of going, uh, of, of, uh, building that brand, the, the, the sort of next steps. So that's, that's really exciting stuff. It really is. And what I like about the way that you've brought this topic is that you haven't brought it as, Hey, I have all the answers. You brought it as here's all the opportunity. Yeah. It's time for you guys to kind of wake up and take it if you'd like to, um, because it's here, it's here to stay. It's not going to go. It's going to be everywhere, uh, before you know it. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and it's an opportunity now, but I can see little, I can see ways that it might become a threat because if you, uh, let companies like Google or Amazon take complete control of your guest all the way from booking through to delivery of experiences in destination. You know, you as the hotel are really going to be just commoditizing yourself. So there is an opportunity. There is, there is an opportunity. There's an opportunity, but there's also this kind of nagging thought that if we don't do something, then it will down the down the road become a bit of a threat. So. You know, that's just, it's a little bit of both. Um, for tour operators and for airport transfer companies, the balance is slightly their way around. It's, it's much more of a threat than it is an opportunity. And that's just, you know, that's just the dynamics of, uh, of those, of those sectors. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Look, uh, I, like, I think this is pretty short and pretty sweet actually this episode, which is great. And I, I really like to do these high impact episodes where we can just get people really thinking about the future and how technology is going to impact them. Now we've just covered off um, on autonomous vehicles. There'll be all sorts of other changes in the future in terms of technology, which I think we'll we'll definitely be talking about as as we go. But I, I love this topic. Um, I want to see lots of pictures from you in autonomous vehicles in the future. Alex, um, I'll be taking them in Miami and <laughs> when I go to Vegas, um, were there any final thoughts that you had to sort of wrap us up today? The kind of really important point that I think is needs to be just reinforced is that why is this different to Uber? I mean, you know, that's such a key question that I think that, that uh, people always ask and, 
And the, and the reason is, is that your Uber driver probably only speaks one language. And that language doesn't necessarily need to be the same language as the guests. So you've got a Japanese guest in America and the, and the driver only speaks English or only speaks Spanish. That's not going to be great for the Japanese guest. Whereas um, uh, in robo-taxis, I mean, in our, our technology, which fits inside robo-taxis, I mean, we are already operating in 17 languages in 29 dialects. Um, so the ability to deliver a, a customer experience in Japanese or in any of any language you want, really, um, out of the ones I just mentioned, you know, the, that is so important because that level of personalization is what is going to make the guest remember and go, oh, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Japanese guest, I'm coming to London, I can have an experience in Japanese. And that's something that I could not do if I was using an Uber for my night out. Uh, and I've just know I've just realized that uh, on your introduction, you didn't name your company and you also didn't say what you guys do. How about you do your elevator pitch? Uh, right. So, so Autora and we're, we're a digital experience platform. So what we do is we are providing a technology layer that sits between hotels and tour operators and all of these mobility platforms that are operating robo taxis. So we are kind of interfacing with hospitality companies and interfacing with the robo taxi companies. So we kind of, so we, we, we enable the guest experience to be to be transferred from the hotel onto the robo taxis. And that's, that's what our platform does. We've been building that for now three or four years. Um, and, and we're now, we're now running robo taxi experiences in three cities in the U S um, Miami, Vegas, and San Francisco. And we'll be, adding, we'll be adding a couple more cities shortly. So we are already, we are already practically doing this. It's a little bit early, but we are at least practically live today. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So when I go over, I'll be able to jump on, check out what you're doing and give you some feedback, um, in, in terms of product development improvement. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about feedback at this point because it's, it's, you know, we are talking about this as being here here now. But it is, it's, we're still in app, we're still in the sort of product molding phase. You know, there is no outright winner in the robo taxi companies. And there are very few companies like my own who are working on how you interface hospitality with these vehicles. Um, so it's all about feedback at this point. Yeah, I, th I think that's brilliant. And I think that the commercials will definitely make sense themselves with time. It's just really figuring out how people will user technology, what sort of buy-in there will be from tour operators and from um, hotels as well and see how they want to use this technology. Uh, and, and there will be some investment to be made. But as you've said, if you can be the first market to really figure it out, you have a huge opportunity um, in a, in a, in a uh, blue ocean technology. Is it blue ocean? It is, right? <laughs> um, beautiful alex thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it for all of our listeners please give us a like and a follow uh, it really helps us keep on doing these shows and to keep them going and get great guests like alex in to talk about fascinating topics like autonomous vehicles and technology of the future uh, thank you so much once again i really appreciate your time at uh what is it almost two o'clock in the morning yeah something like that <laughs> Let's not talk about it too much. This is this is the travel industry. We work, you know. It's all about it's all about service. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, thank you once again, Alex. Have a fantastic uh, have a fantastic sleep. Thank you.
Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.